Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who get Liam Neeson and Ralph Fiennes mixed up. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch? We watched the I'm very dig. self-conscious about my mic distance now. <clears throat> yeah, you were. I'm going to be thinking about it this whole time. Like, I don't even know what to do. What do I do now? I don't know. I can't help you. What if I just talk louder? Yes. The Dig. We watched The Dig. The Dig. So. The Dig. The Dig. Tyler, what was this Is movie? I have it. Because I think I know... What I can say that'll make a lot of people, all four people that listen to my podcast, go, oh, okay, I know. In, like, historical, like, BBC documentaries or something, where they always show that boat hanging up in the British Museum. Yeah. This is where they dug up the boat. That's true. That's what it is. It's a movie about them digging up the boat. It's a movie about Lord Voldemort if he was an excavator instead of a, a dark lord of magic. Yeah, and you're thinking, oh, excavator, like it kind of goes around the world. No, no, just in a very specific region of England. Yeah. So is it England? We'll say UK because I don't know what the Ipswich. Is. It, it's near Ipswich. That's true. Which I would get confused with Innsmouth, which is from an H.P. Lovecraft novel. So, uh huh. How did it? Let me just ask you. Okay, a little background on this. I know I technically picked this movie. But first, I want to point out that you consented to it. Yeah. And second, I want to point out, Bailey's family member highly recommended this movie. And as soon as you left, <clears throat> she and I had a long discussion about, why did they recommend that? Why did they? Why was this the movie they recommend? I didn't think this was the kind of movie they would watch at all. So let me just, that's my caveat. How'd it go for you? What were your thought, first thoughts on the movie? I mean, I I loved the movie, and I was thinking the whole time, I was like, I'm the only person here that's going to be super into this, because I love historical, like, slow, oh, yeah, it's like, if they had just found a piece of wood and been like, a civilization, I would have been like, oh, it's a masterpiece, and you guys would have been like, nothing. <laughs> oh. So I was okay. digging it. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. You're like, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. So... Yeah, I thought it was okay. I do think it was a good movie. I would say it was probably the slowest film we've watched together. It was very slow-paced. It felt very long. I think its strength was in its emotional climax at the end. But it was just... It was a little sad and slow for me. Which I know that I like sad and slow movies on occasion. But this wasn't the kind... Of sad and slow movie that I love, so it was okay. I couldn't like not rec- I wouldn't like not recommend it to someone who's interested in it because it it was a good movie. It just a little sad, a little slow, and um, you know, yeah. It seems like Netflix re- ever since they made it to where Netflix can qualify for uh, Oscars without doing the theater release, mm-hmm. they put out. Like three to six Oscar bait type movies. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is one of them. Well, here's the problem with that. They released it in 2021. So it won't even yeah. count towards it, it. I don't think it's technically Oscar bait because if it was Oscar bait, they would have released it Christmas week, like right before the year ends to qualify for the 2021 Oscars. But who even knows? Is that happening? People have asked me. I have no idea. What are yeah. they doing with that? Who's well, getting nominated? Oh, yeah, I guess. Very few 
movies that were able to be released widely, it's going to be Tenet, I guess. Yeah. Tenet's going to get Best Picture. I don't... That, or they're going to have to open it up. Because, I mean, if Netflix can qualify, then everything can well, qualify, right? Is that Mama Rainey's something, whatever? The one Chadwick Boseman was in, like the last movie he's in before he died, that one came out, um, and it's a Netflix Oscar bait one. So, I mean, I think yeah. that one, I haven't seen it, but if it's good, I don't know. I don't know how any of that's going to go. This movie's all right. I didn't love it. Yeah. It wasn't a bad movie, but I didn't love it. Yeah. I liked it. You ate it? It, it surprises me. When you, whenever you're like, there's a movie that I should like, and then you kind of just eat it up, and I'm like, that was fine. Yeah. It's still, it's, we're, we're, you know, 120 something episodes in, you're still surprising me. I mean, my favorite movie is the, I think, you know, the weird, the, you know? The Tale of Two Cities. Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that, yours is a quirky comedy about a, an old lady and a young boy yeah. In a relationship. And yeah. mine's a 20s black and white film. 30s? 30s? I thought... Mm-hmm. 34. Was it 34? I just looked it up. Or 30, oh. 34 or 35. Okay. I just looked it up a little while ago. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Did you know that The Dark Knight Rises is A Tale of Two Cities? Did you ever piece that together? I saw a video on it. They talked about how it's it's like heavily modeled and even references the tale. Like there are quotes from A Tale of Two Cities built into some of the dialogue of Dark Knight Rises. I've never noticed. I but you I think don't... about like the French Revolution and yeah. Bane comes in and they're like, "All right, we're going to put yeah. all these all these higher-ups on trial and give power back to the people and is Yeah. That... I always think got about the it. think about it. Well, I got the French Revolution yeah. connection, but I never tied it specifically to Tale of Two Cities. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I like the book and the but I've only read the book once. Yeah. I mean, who has time for Dickens, right? Right. Right? Look, if it was on the school list to read, you know? Did you <laughs> no. read Tale of Two Cities in school? No, but I did skim through the great illustrated classic of it when I was in fourth grade. Nice. So, Shout go. out to the great illustrated classics. Shout out classics. to the great illustrated classics. The best. I mean, can we talk about what a, what a scheme, what a way to make money. Be like, oh, yeah. oh someone already wrote this book? I can just write a worse, dumber version of it, and we'll draw some pictures, and the kitties will buy it. Like, yeah. and the schools will all buy it because it's you know. What oh, we is have, that? We have so many of them. My mom bought almost all of them. Man, they're all okay. Hardback. We should do that, but for movies, make like five-minute <laughs> shorts of classic films that like a fourth grader could watch. And this digest. may be the third time we've had this conversation. I think it's at least the second. I'll give you that. Yeah. Do you ever watch those bunnies? It was like on Stars or something, but it was like they did classic movies, pop culture classic, not quite like, you know, film artiste classics, but it was like a 60 second and there's cartoon bunnies reenacting the movies. No. <laughs> so it just like, it's like the top five shot, top 12 shots from the shots from the movies. Basically it's like, all right, cartoon bunnies are doing it. <laughs> so they do the movie like super fast parody of like aliens or, okay. you know, whatever. Here we go. I've got... Here's the pitch. We start a streaming service, all right? Stop. Quibi is dead, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you saw me coming a mile away with that one. Oh, I was gonna, it was going to be so long to build up. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Do you want to dive into the movie? The, yeah. The Dig? I should, I should specify. It's been a while. The Dig. Circle back around. The Dig. The Dig. Do you want to... Dig into it. Dig into it. Yeah. 
All right. We'll hop on our motor car, motor carriage. There was a motor carriage. There, yes, probably yes. And get into it. Okay. Oh, we're going. Ready? All right. Yeah. Okay. You know, it'd be more effective if we had sound effects, but that seems like more work for me. That's too much work. <clears throat> it's too much, Cody. Cody. Yeah. How you doing? You know, the movie starts out. I don't remember how it starts. All I know is that Ralph Fiennes shows up, and this lady's like, hey, I want you to dig my mounds. Do it. And he's like, yeah. So that's the plot of the movie. Except that's like 45 minutes of dialogue you just skipped over, Cody. Yeah, the mounds. She has mounds, and they're like, something fun's going to be in one of these. And they think about it. It's... And right off the bat, do you have this thought? She's thirsty, right? We can both agree. Yeah. That was my thought right away. And, um, you know, I'm a little offended they promised that to us. They did make it. They did not deliver, all right? I was ready for a slow... Basically, I guess, Ralph Fiennes is also in the movie The English Patient. I was ready for The English Patient, but there's digging instead of he's a soldier. And right. that is not what they gave me. I was, you know, you know, like a romance, but they're older. They're like late middle aged, you know? Yeah. I was ready for it. What do you think the age difference is on these two? Oh, Did you... I know what it is. Oh. I also know historically what it should have been. All right, let's do this. Carrie Mulligan was 34 in this movie when she filmed the movie. We all know her. This blew my mind. We all know her from the movie An Education. Oscar nominated. Good film. Definitely watch it. She plays like a 17-year-old British girl in that movie. Right. So it blew my mind to see her as a 34-year-old playing a 56-year-old. What? So, okay. <clears throat> it's a whole thing. Ralph Fiennes is 23 years older than Carrie Mulligan, which makes him 57. But that, he has Almost, to be older yeah. than that. He has to be He's 62 than. is when he was born. He's 62. No, okay. well, 1962 is when he was born. He was born in 62. So 60. 59. Yeah. Late 50s. She's in her mid-30s. But historically, the character she plays is 56. And historically, his character would have been 51. Oh. He's five years younger than her. The other thing is, originally going to be played <laughs> Miss... Pretty, is her name? Yeah. Was supposed to be played by Nicole Kidman, who mm. had shooting conflicts. And then they recast her with someone who's 34 years old. Because Nicole Kidman is closer to Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, age, she's right? like 50s, for sure. Yeah. Anyway. And then they're like, maybe Kate Blanchett, but that also didn't pan out. So Carrie Mulligan is who we got, who actually, I thought she was very good in it. And I, yeah. it blew my mind when I realized she played the girl in an education, because she's supposed to be like, a girl who's almost done with high school. Yeah. And here she is, 12 years later, playing someone who's supposed to be 56. She did look... I was surprised when she was 34. Like She looked like she was in her 40s to me. Like early 40s, mid 40s. Yeah, they definitely... They made her look older and more haggard at times. Yeah. Um, here's what I'm thinking, though. Because... Uh, who, wait, who did you say was... Nicole Kidman was supposed Nicole to... Nicole Kidman. Because that just makes me think, like... They could really play like older and younger versions of the same person in a movie. Mm-hmm. In our yeah. in our Quibi remake, oh. our Quibi revival, we could have a TV show. Yes. So anyway, Carrie Mulligan, I think she's great. I thought she was very good in this. Uh, she's thirsty. 
They never hook up. Spoiler alert. So yeah, because he's married. When oh <clears throat> okay, that's the whole other thing. Yeah, that on your read of it. Okay, was it a loveless marriage or were was it just like an old British marriage? I think it was just an old British marriage, and um, that's all I read into it. But do you feel like they want they? <clears throat> it felt like they set it up like oh. He doesn't really love her. And then it was like, oh, they do love each other. It's just like they wanted to have children. Their life is not where they thought it would be. And it's kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like she was trying a lot harder where she was like, she was more on board with it than he was, you know, because she was, she was writing the letters to him and everything. Yeah. But like that, I, don't know. that... I was waiting to read him for the weekend. That's something I would say to my wife, though. <laughs> for real. Like, you haven't read any of my texts in the last five days. Like, oh, well. Yeah, Saturday I was going to read through all your texts for the week. Yeah, but a letter is different than a text. And he's like, I was going to read at the end of the week. And there's a stack of at least 30 letters, right? (laughs) But when they were talking about her, they said she writes him like every day. I'm just saying, if you say it for the weekend, he should have no more than five letters. Well, they were thick letters. Maybe it was only a few. Well, And he did read them. Yeah. That was, okay, that was a whole... Okay, that's the thing about this movie, too. <clears throat> the whole first half of it, you're like, it's Ralph Fiennes, and it's Carrie Mulligan, and look, what's going to happen there? Maybe nothing. Maybe something. Is it just about digging, or is it about gold digging? Or is it about, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because <sighs> she's rich, and he's not. So It's true. And then, they're like, oh, he's married. You're like, okay. They're like, we promised them romance. I don't know. Lily James shows up? And you're like, wait, you can't promise me Ralph Fiennes romance. And then be like, that's not even a thing. And Lily James is here. And it's the second half of the movie already. And now you got to figure out her dynamic and where the romance is there. So that was a little, that was a little weird for the pacing. I was told by my in-law family members that recommended this movie, the movie featured Lily James and Liam Neeson. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I had seen Lily James on the cast of the movie. So I was like, she's going to pop up. And as the movie went on, I was like, okay, when is she going to follow? This is taking way too long. But as soon as Lily James popped up and Liam Neeson didn't, I was like, a mistake has been made. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson is not in any way in this movie. <laughs> so anyway, Lily James pops up. She's got the romance story. Even that's a whole other can of worms. Do you want to get to that now or should we wait until we're... I just, I want to dig deeper into the Liam Neeson, if you could, <laughs> really. Because it was just, it was a real special thing from the... <laughs> Because not only did you realize that, we all realized Liam Neeson's not in the film. Yeah. Everyone was on board, with the exception of, I assume, three people. And two of them were not in the room. Because <laughs> your, your vague in-law family member yeah. probably would not agree. They would probably argue with you. And the person <laughs> well, related to them As soon as it was Ralph Fiennes, I was, you know, the beginning of the movie, I was like, Liam Neeson is not in this. I was like, there's a chance. Maybe he'll show up halfway through the movie. He did not. You can't have them in the same movie. It's against the rules. It'd be chaos. It'd be absolute chaos. Aren't they both in aren't they both in Schindler's list or something? Yeah. They are. That is a, <laughs> <laughs> I think several movies there together. Yeah, because Ralph Fiennes is the bad guy in Schindler's list and uh, Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson is Schindler. Schindler, yeah. And Ralph Fiennes is the list. Yeah, he's the guy that does the thing where he puts the gun over his shoulders and goes, eh, eh, right? Because he shoots one of the Jews from the tower. Because he's the warden or something, isn't he? 
Yeah, he runs the concentration, concentration camp. camp. They do a joke of it in Family Guy. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. What, ta- what gun thing are you talking about? Where he shoots. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then he puts it over his shoulder, puts his arms over the gun. Then does like a stretchy. And then he's kind of like stretching. And he's got a cigar or a cigarette in his mouth and walks off. Ah. So they see him do it. Okay. You know? It's a thing. It's a reference. It's I a just don't remember the stretching, but culture. he shoots people, certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Because they make the joke that he, Peter does it to uh, Mort, and Mort's like, that's just how people say hello to me. And then someone oh. else shoots and misses him barely. He's like, hey, Joe. And they're like, hey, Mort. <laughs> okay, okay. So I would recommend subtitles for this movie because there's 20% of the dialogue that is unintelligible. It's yeah. Ipswichian, and um, it is. It's like yeah. all the main dialogue is pretty good, but there's always someone turning their shoulder over and be like, and "You're like, okay, you're too British, your accent is too regional." No idea what you just said. And there were, I mean, I would say there are at least six or seven lines in the movie where I was like, "I don't know, no idea." Yeah, it was always like the worker, you know. Like it was Ralph Fiennes was pretty good. Carrie Mulligan never a problem. It was always like, oh, one of the servants at Carrie Mulligan's house is said something, and you got no idea. One of the Poor people. One of the you d- can say it, Cody. <laughs> One of the serfs. The serfs. Yes. Um, looking up Ipswich here. It is not in the north. But here's the thing, Cody. I'm going to show you a picture. There's a red dot where Ipswich is. All right. Hmm. Okay. Would you be surprised if a British person was like, yeah, that's the north of England? No. Exactly. I, I want to say no. It's maybe... I don't know, a tiny bit north of London. It's like those people that are in the middle third of California. They're like, it's central. I'm like, you liar. There's no such thing. Yeah. It's like you're north of LA. That's north. Exactly. Northern California, right? Exactly. Yeah. Southern and northern. LA is the top of the south. All right. Yeah. It's- and everything else is north because there's so much in between, in between LA and San Francisco that's like just farms. You know, yeah. desert and farms. Yeah. So let's see. Let's do. Let's <gasps> do talk about. Oh, what would you find? No, just I was looking around England right along the route here from London to Ipswich. <clears throat> Ipswich, and I'm like, there's gonna be some weird names. We got Barry St Edmunds and South End on Sea, <laughs> which just rename the town South End on Sea. Yeah, I don't know. You can't do that. Can't rename the town, or you can't call it South End on Sea. Can't call it South End on Sea. Well, I mean, we're Cody. Let's be honest. We're dumb Americans. We're pronouncing it wrong. It's South End. South End Sea. South End Sea. South End Sea. Exactly. It's South End Sea. What about Clacton on Sea? See what you don't understand, Cody, is they're on the sea. How else would you know? Are they north or south? Well, see, the South End on Sea is uh, it. It is. Uh, it is south of many things. Oh, how many? Um, several things, I guess. I don't know. All right. So, but then why aren't all the towns on sea? Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about perhaps the best part of the film. The romance? Which is... Don't insult me, sir. Don't break my heart like this movie did and not deliver on your promise. Here's the little boy. Carrie oh. Mulligan has a little boy. Miss Pretty, and um, he's a precious little boy. You know, you know where you're like, 
how many little little children actors did you have to comb through to find a boy this precious? He's got the big boy eyes. He's got the tiny Christopher Robin shorts. He was precious. Yeah. I also put, he seemed like, maybe it's John Mulaney. Some stand-up comedian talks about how like most little boys are gay, you know? He was a very gay little boy, and I thought it was just adorable, yeah. you know? When you're like, oh, everything you say is so just uh, darling and, you know, something like a middle-aged gay man would say. Yeah. I loved it. Which, speaking of middle-aged gay men... <laughs> no, I'm not ready to talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, we can talk about it. I'm not talking about... Oh, no. I have something to say about the boy. He was precious. He was adorable. We loved him. And we all wanted Liam Neeson... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> These different people. We all wanted Ralph Fiennes to hook up with Carrie Mulligan, and then they he would be surrogate father to the boy. <laughs> That's not allowed. But he did, like, share his telescope, or his, yeah, telescope. his telescope. He had a telescope, and he talked to him about archaeology. And the little boy is learning all this stuff from him, and he's, like, talking to his mom. He's like, do you know what? No. Did he say it? He had what the most important part of an archaeologist's body is? Let me ask you that question. What's what the Ralph most Fine. important? Ralph yeah. Fine's Ralph Fine says to the boy, ask the boy, what's the most important part of an archaeologist's body? What would you, not knowing the movie, what would you say? Well, this is a family podcast, so I'll go with my second choice. His tongue, so he can uh, <laughs> taste, 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 taste the dirt. The artifacts in the yeah. dirt. See, I would, I would say the fingernails, right? It's got to be fingernails. The correct answer is nose. I just thought it was a strange question to ask anybody. Hey, what do you think the most important part of my body is? I definitely... The answer is nose because you can smell the earth and you can smell when you're digging stuff up, you know? I'm like always congested and I have allergies, so I feel like I would make a terrible archaeologist. When I was a little boy, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Me too. Because of dinosaur books and Indiana Jones. Yeah. Those two reasons only. But he's an archaeologist. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm saying finding old stuff, plus the dinosaur book. You know, Indian Jones finding old stuff, plus the dinosaur books equals. Did you ever go out and dig up fossils and stuff? Did they have fossils in California? Yeah, probably. Sure. Because I mean, like here, you can go dig around, and if you're trying, you can find like the little, oh, the shells and stuff, yeah. pretty easily, mm-hmm. and that's always fun. You can dig up all kinds of stuff, but I didn't know if that's is. We dug giant holes once when I was a kid. Nice. Just dig a hole? Yep. Can I ask you this question? How many times growing up did you go out and just dig a hole for the purpose of digging a hole? Only like twice. This... But once we went hard, like someone got like a five and a half foot deep hole. Nice. And we saw like signs where it was like, hey, please call before you dig because you're going to hit some sort of like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But did line. you really have the strength to burst a line? Definitely not. Yeah. It's something my wife and her siblings did on a regular basis. Most stories from her childhood start with, so we were outside digging a hole. (laughs) And I'm like, why were you always digging holes? What were you doing? Nothing. They were digging holes. And I'm like, truly. Good time. I mean, we've all read holes. Yeah. We all know what it's about. Was that when you did the five and a half foot deep hole when the holes was a thing in your life? Probably. I mean, my hole wasn't that deep, but one of the older kids' holes was that deep. Yeah. So, Are you saying them. you went to a holes camp? I mean... Where they make you dig holes? Where I am from, before they developed like my whole neighborhood, it was like my neighborhood, 
and then just a ton of dirt lot you know just like desert all around us so that was the you know it was not that different from holes yeah. the movie the film uh, the experience the so anyway here's the thing the mom there were two big cues in this movie you know there were a couple of plot things there's one i didn't catch on to and there's one that bailey didn't catch on to till a little later yeah the one i didn't catch on to is the dad was dead because the mom <laughs> is like hey we're gonna go see we're gonna go see your dad and he's like i don't want to see my dad you know i don't want to go whatever yeah. and i wrote down he has a new dad now he doesn't need his old dad he has i don't know you know i know it's an older movie so like nobody was divorced back then but i was like ah, he's old divorced no one cares about him he's dead yeah <laughs> moral of the story and bailey was like he's dead they just said that got her back later with uh, <laughs> with the liam neeson thing or different? no oh. no with uh what do we want to talk about it now sure let's talk about it lily yeah. james shows up yeah she's married to a man who's way too old for her yeah he's a gay man now here's my question to you yeah at what point did you suspect he was gay? At what point did you know he was gay? Okay, 30% suspicion immediately upon seeing them. Boom, yes, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, he's too old for her, this is not happening. Mine was the way he approached the other two men. Yeah, and then as soon as like they go back to their quarters and they have two separate beds, they're like, oh, they didn't have a double? He's like, well, we don't have a concept. I was like, yep, he's gay. Like That's, yep. <laughs> that's when I knew. Um, and... <laughs> so yeah that's the thing he just he does such a bad job at pretending to not be gay because the whole thing she goes even kiss he's like oh don't do that <laughs> just, the whole thing he does yeah. a terrible job at it which means the actor does a great job yeah a great job of pretending to do a couple bad notes job. on that yeah in real life that couple had been married for three years when they when they showed up to the dick site in the movie, they were there for, they like just got married like a week or two ago. Yeah. Also in real life, they were married for like 15 or 20 years, then they got divorced. And yeah. in this one, it was like, yeah, we, we can't, this isn't going to work. We're not going to do this. Well, so, like you said, no one got divorced back then, but you would uh, throw your wedding ring away and go separate ways. Yeah. So. Or maybe, you know, we right. still live together, Cody. So there's that. You don't That's, know. Bailey was like, Bailey caught on like two scenes later, but you and I, we linked up. I remember that. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that's not the thing. So yeah. I want to rewind a little bit. We're digging the oval mound. All the mounds are circular. There's a big oval one. And they're like, that's the one we should dig. But at first, he doesn't want to dig it. He almost dies because of it. Yeah, let's talk about that. So he's <clears throat> dig digged out a portion of it, a little chunk. Was that the first mound that they dug or is that the oval? I don't know. I don't know. I just know he's like, oh, we got any supports up there. Because I thought She's it was like, around. right after that, that he was like, let's do the oval one now. Like he saw something. Yeah. Um, I just remember he digging up, dug yeah. out. Remember the game Dig Dug? Did you ever play that one? The I, arcade game, Dig here's Dug? The, I, no, never played it, but I do remember it. My wife, again, played it all the time growing it up. It was a very popular one, like when everyone had their games on floppy disks. Yeah. Computers were new and... That was like a big one that everyone but had. Here's the thing. My wife was born in 1999. Why did she play Dig Dug religiously? I don't think and I anyone's never played, played Dig Dug after the year 2000, so I don't know the math on that. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. How does it work? So 
he's saying, hey, you know, don't don't get too close there. It's real dangerous. And then, like, two seconds later, he's like, anyway, I'm just going to put a shovel in here. And then it collapses on him. Yeah. It's like, he just said, it's dangerous. we got to get supports up. But he's an excavator. And all the dirt falls And he was just clearing away a little Couldn't bit. Couldn't he have smells that the dirt head was, was loose? No, he just smelled that it was from Sutton. Oh, yeah. Sutton on teen. I have a question. When was CPR invented? I'll look it up because I had they the same question. They do some rescue breathing, and I don't know when. I, I, was I think it was, it was earlier than I think every time I look it up, and I think it was something. Here's the thing. Britain, very interesting. I know. History of emergency medical stuff because so okay cody if you come up on a scene and someone is bent and twisted in all kinds of different ways what are you gonna do what do you do in that situation what do you do with the person nothing you don't touch them right yeah because you're gonna snap their neck if you try to move them right you just call people who know what they're doing yeah in the uk like so what you need to do is put them on their side, curl them up, and put them in the recovery position. You have to move them so they can recover. Yeah. And it's like, what? You have to touch them. But a British person's like, you're not going to put... They could die if you don't put them in the recovery position. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, if you jab their neck bone through their throat, that'll also kill them. Yeah. Don't touch them. First aid is hard. But then I'm pretty sure they invented CPR, which we've all now proved doesn't work. It's the breathing doesn't work. Have you seen every movie, sir? Because I would contest that it does work. Yeah. So tell me, when was it invented? It's Did a, Carrie Mulligan invent it in 1939 in this movie? Maybe. CPR invention date, 1960. I knew it! So, well, well, it says CPR is different from rescue breathing, right? 1956. CPR is like the compressions. Is that right? I, mm, it was also in the U.S. I also just think it's funny in movies. It's always like, what are we going to do? If there's any kind of, I don't know, breathe into them and pretend to do chest pumps. What? What Prior to the 1950s, the accepted method of resuscitation was the chest pressure and arm lift technique. (laughs) No. That was shown to be ineffective. Is it like a wine bottle opener where like the arms go up? You know, (laughs) you know those? I think so, actually, because it was meant to. You do, you flap their arms like Flappy Bird and you. My favorite thing about every time I read about these old techniques is it's like somebody develops a new one because they found out the old one does nothing. Yeah. Doesn't even help a little bit. At best, it makes the situation only a little bit worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so it's like, oh, there are, so just, nothing works. Just kick them or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Dump water on their face. Well, that'll wake them up. They also scoop the mud from his throat. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was the other thing about this scene. He gets covered in dirt, and then, like, they're digging with their finger, but they're really just, like, scraping the top, so I'm like, shouldn't they be, like, is there a better way to scoop out? It's loose dirt. It's just falling. Anyway. Yeah. That was right, because it's just people kind of... We did Robin Hood, and I talked about how much there's way too much dirt in Spit. There was far too much dirt in this. I know it's called The Dig, and I should have been, like, mentally prepared for dirt, but there was way too much dirt. In fingernails and on faces and in mouths. It was really just that one scene. Mostly in this scene. I'm just saying it was too much. He got buried in dirt. And at first I was like, this seems like an unrealistic level of almost dying. But then I was like, I mean, if a foot of dirt just fell off a hill on top of you, I guess, what are you going to do? That's hundreds of pounds or thousands of pounds of dirt. I mean, the mound was taller than he was. And it just collapsed on him. So I guess, yeah. 
I just think the dirt should have been looser because it was like mud. I was like, wouldn't would it be mud? It's England. It's everything's mud all the time. Oh, it's wet. Here's what I, England's I'm... wet, muddy, gray, dirty, and muddy. And gross. And cold. So, anyway, CPR was invented in the 60s. Fun fact. I figured out this movie halfway yeah. through. A few scenes after this, I was like, I know what it is. I know what Ralph Fiennes is doing. We all know Ralph Fiennes is a great actor. He's in English Patient. He's in Harry Potter. He's in Schindler's List. He's in Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, there you go. But here's what he did in this movie that's different from all the others. This is Ralph Fiennes doing a Michael Caine impression. That's what his character is. Just yeah. a very subtle, subdued Michael Caine with the dirt in his teeth. That's what he's doing. And, okay. I have this. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. We talked about the mound and them starting the dig in the oval-shaped mound. And I remember very clearly that was when your wife said, what did they just say when yeah. he gave the whole speech about how... What if it was originally a circle and then guys plowed the hill and shaved a little bit off? It became an oval. So they tunneled, the thieves tunneled into what they thought was the center, but it wasn't the center. So we can go into what was the center and check it out there. And then you and your wife, I think, both were like, what did he just say? (laughs) Was my saying it back to you and explaining it perfect or not? Perfect in what way? You know. <laughs> I, I think you accurately echoed back what he said. Exactly. I just don't think what he said quite made any sense. I understand. Perfect sense. That, like, they could have, oh, it doesn't match the other mounds, so this one could have stuff in it. Yeah. I'm just confused as to what the thing about the center, or you're saying they put more on one end, so then the center of the original circle hill was now a third mark of the oval hill? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So basically, it was saying because they all had the that one had the thieves' chute dug into it. You could tell by how the top of the hill had collapsed. Mm-hmm. Which they dig into burial mounds to get the gold and stuff the people were buried with. Okay. So if they'd done that, they've destroyed everything in there. There's not. It's not worth excavating that. Which is why I didn't want to do it. What I'm getting at though is he said it all in a very you thick accent. Understood so much more about the plot of this movie. <laughs> I guess more like the politics of the digging, <laughs> like why they actually said they well, did what they did. Cody, when you have things from your childhood that say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" an Egyptologist is put on there. I feel like you gotta know. You know something. a thing or two about dirt. You know you gotta know about digging. <laughs> okay, what happened with Snape? Did Bailey think that Liam Neeson played Snape or did, was that what happened or did, was there a character named Snape or someone said something about Snape? No. What, what, when did Snape come up? I think maybe Bailey was like, no, Liam Neeson, he's the one who played Snape. Cause I think she thought Liam Neeson was in Harry Potter. Harry Potter and then and maybe oh. he had played Snape or something. And I was like, that's not. Anyway, basically what I'm getting at is this movie's in the Harry Potter universe. That's what I was saying. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Cause you got Lily James, right? Yeah. There's a character named Potter somewhere. Lily, Lily Potter. That's but, Harry's mom. And then Voldemort's in it. Now finds then is Voldemort. So So I think this is what happened. Alright, Voldemort, he goes, he applies to be defense against the Dark Arts teacher. Yeah. They turn him down. He'd be in his fifties. He goes and be an excavator for a short period of time. Yeah. Lies and says that he was doing it forever. 
He turns the snake into a, a woman. Mm-hmm. But not a hot Asian woman like in the, the most recent Harry Potter. An old British lady. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? This isn't what it's all cracked up to be. They didn't put my name in this stuff when for the credit. So I'm going to go because... So that... So what I'm saying is Balin the Dwarf is responsible for Voldemort. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. The guy who plays Balin is in this movie. Yeah, he is. As an archaeologist. Here's my thing. I didn't realize how aggressive his nose was. In real life. In real life. Yeah. I thought he was wearing a full prosthetic. I, did he even wear a prosthetic for no. for the Hobbit? I guess not. It was in a... It was an aggressive nose. Because it wasn't, you know, some people have a sharp beaky nose. He has a sharp bulbous nose. And I don't even know how that's possible. He's an old British man. It's sharp and round and wide, but it's sharp. He has like a clown nose, but it's part of his nose. It's very bulbous at the end. Just amazing. Yeah. Just incredible. He's just a special kind of guy. He is. His character was the worst, and that's fine. How come nobody's doing hard labor in sweater vests anymore? That was what struck me most about the movie. I'm watching Ralph Fiennes. He's wearing a sweater vest. He's digging all day. Why don't people dress up to dig holes anymore? I bet you if we went to an archaeological dig in the UK, we'd probably still see a lot of sweater vests. uniform. Okay, since we're talking about clothes, Lily James shows up. No way she is in period-appropriate clothing. Right? They were very short, but... She was wearing, like, crop tops almost. I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is conservative England. They're not going to be at all cool in the 30s with you, like, showing your midriff. You've seen... They went to the beach in full gowns. Yeah. In suits. Three-piece suits to go to the beach. Let's see. It's 1930s. I was offended by that. Right? 30s. Midriff? There's no... Even, like, all time he he's like, yeah, maybe it's, like, a one-piece where you still, like, see it. Like, you know, legs. But no midriffs were visible in the 30s in England. Well, that's what I'm wondering is... Because I know there was... What she was wearing was popular at a period in America. But I don't know how similar England and America were at that time in their fashion. Because, you know, now... It's like... I don't know. For the most part, I think you're going to see very similar. If you go to either one, right? Nowadays. Because it's shirt... And pants, right? Yeah. Like shirt and jeans or something. Sure. But then it diverges in weird stuff. Like when you get down to the fringes. But back then, Cody, you don't know. What I'm saying is I'm looking at pictures, and uh, they're all of uh, drawn characters in long, uh, like, ball gowns. And I don't think that was the standard fashion for everybody. Um, Yeah, I think her stuff was more like 40s. So it may have been like 10 years early for the yeah. fashion she had. So anyway, so that was Which, one thing. Tell me. If they were married for like 15 years, she would have been in appropriate attire for when they got divorced. That's, yeah. So I, you lose, basically. <laughs> uh, there's a very good bike stunt in this movie. Bike stunt? Little boy. Little sweet boy. Little sweet boy. What's his name? Robert? Yeah, Maybe. He rides well, his bike down to Ralph Fiennes' house to be like, hey, you get, don't give up the dig. You got to keep digging. A car comes around, a motor car comes around the corner and comes within like two inch. Sorry, it's in England. Three centimeters of hitting him. And I was like, how do they coordinate that? Or did they just say, hey, kid, move over to the side of the road. We'll try not to hit you. 
It was quite a stunt. I was impressed. I was like, they really almost nailed that kid. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh my god. It was the thing where you're riding, you're riding the bike, and you're like, well, all I can do is slow down and get all the way over to the end and hope I don't die. So. Also, I just want to point out, Cody. Yeah. It's like two and a half centimeters to aim. So it'd be five more like centimeters, five centimeters. Uh, 50 millimeters. 0. 0.05 meters. How do you want it? Tell me how you want it. I'll give it to you. 0. 0.0005 kilometers. <gasps> I don't know. Let me look at the conversion of centimeters to millimeters. <laughs> oh, our measurement system's the worst. <laughs> no, here's the thing. At least we're consistent. All right. I... I we only hate, do inches. I would hate to live in the UK where it's like, what you're driving a car miles per hour. What day of the week is it? And that is what <laughs> yeah. that is. If they, I'll give you metric or they imperial. See, it seems like they live in the worst kind of purgatory between the metric and imperial system. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. So uh, he goes into town, finds Ralph, finds, rides past this post office. Yeah. <laughs> Which you weren't going to say anything. You were going to be strong, and then I just said. It's this post office. D-I-S-S. So. Post office. And I was waiting for that post office to be like on the other <laughs> side of the street, but there was not one. I was very disappointed. Okay. So that answers my question, right? Because that's why I want to know how far he actually went, right? Because I, I can look up locations Stop, here. Don't. <laughs> so you you go. I'm looking up Sutton who. Um, Louie James is there and her name is Peggy. And his yeah. husband calls her Margaret, and that it's her name right. I do understand that technically Peggy is short for Margaret. I don't understand how, but I know it's a thing. Yeah, because like it's not like her name is Pegasus and she goes by Peggy. Right. Margaret equals Peggy, the same way that Lottie is short for Charlotte. Okay, it is. Don't question it. All right. So what that was the other i'm like he he's a terrible husband and i'm very mad at him okay i know that like old-timey british marriages and marriages in general old-timey it's very much like i'm the man you're the woman so just get ready to take your orders yeah but he's the worst yeah he's the it doesn't get her name right He's always tickling around with the other boys. <laughs> uh, was one of the boys. One of the boys. Which I was like, he's in something. He's in the Witcher series, so not uh, what I was expecting him to be in, mm-hmm. but I had seen him recently, and it was very weird, because I kept expecting him to be evil and magical in some way. Who? The, the blonde boy that the her husband was all about. Boy? Yeah, okay. But he wasn't. That he wasn't. No, oh, unless... Maybe he cast a spell <gasps> to change the sexual orientation of yeah. Louis James' husband. Okay. Maybe. We're talking about Louis James' husband? I got one for you. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. This is going to blow your mind. In this movie, yes. Lily James and this actor are married. I told you the age difference threw me. Here's why. In the movie Cinderella, he plays Cinderella's father. <laughs> Lily yeah. James is Cinderella. He's the dad. And they're uh, father-daughter, and they're married in this movie, and I find that incest to be very offensive. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, bothered me a lot. I can't get past it. Yeah, uh, Tiffany dropped that bomb on me on the way home, and I was like, what? She's like, yeah, she also had a really hard time getting over that the entire movie. That's all she could think about. Anytime they were both on screen, she's like, they're father-daughter. Well, it's a stark age. You know, it, it's Miss Pretty... 
and uh, Basil Brown. Yeah. What was that? Ralph Fiennes and Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Their age difference is like, oh, well, they're both older. Lily James is very obviously in her 20s. <laughs> and the guy she's with is very obviously like in his 40s. You know, it's like they don't dress it up nearly as well. They're like, you don't look like newlyweds, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. He's just bad at pretending what to was not the... be gay. Yeah. What was it the moment that we said? Was it you or I said something about him being gay? Oh, it's when he walked in on her in the bathroom. We're like, yeah, he's gay. And then, yeah, your wife said something. My wife just gave me a look, like, what? And you're like, how do you know that? And I was like, well, if we didn't know before, if you walked, if you were married to Lily James and then walked in on her naked, and you go, oh my gosh, yeah, you're he, gay. He's pretended like well, anyone could have walked in. Like, what are you doing? Not locking the, you know? Like, I tell you right now. My brother-in-law is gay. Uh-huh. If he walked in on Lily James naked, he would probably go like, oh. <laughs> right? He would be like, very different. Oh, you know? Yeah. Sure. He would uh, He would not be disappointed, I'm sure. Yeah. Pay a compliment and be like, my bad girl, and walk out the door. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Maybe grab something. Just you know, give a little, <laughs> a, little, little, a little pat, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know, and then at the end, she's like, see me in what state? You know, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, I gotta take my bath now. And you're like, okay, you gotta get out of here. This husband, I don't know. I think he just doesn't treat her right. And towards the end of the movie, too, when, like, Lily James realizes what's going on, Yeah. I just, I was so embarrassed for her. I was like, how bad would you feel if you married someone that was closeted, and then you have to realize, like, oh, they don't actually they don't actually love me in that way and this isn't even a real marriage, you know, and I've wasted, you know, wouldn't you just feel awful? Yeah. Especially because, like, she's an archaeologist, he's, like, an accomplished archaeologist and all this, like, yeah. so I'm sure she, he was like her dream guy. Share, yeah, you share a field, share an interest. And then just to be like, oh, yeah. You never want to find out you're someone's beard, Cody. Isn't that what the term is, right? For a fake girlfriend? Yeah. It's hard. It's horrid. So. Where were you the first time you found out you were a gay man's beard? (laughs) Where was I? Where were you? (laughs) I must have found out on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Also. Well, my best friend, my best friend freshman year of college came out of the closet like a year or two after the fact where like he had like. We had gone our separate ways because he was older than I was. I was like, oh, I was best friends with the gay man for all that time, you know? Yeah. So, sure. And, I mean, on the, on another note, my room, old roommate and I thought about getting married <laughs> for tax purposes. Okay, let me talk about tax It would have been a loveless marriage. We're not getting but... a great return this year, and I'm offended. <laughs> trying to file jointly it hasn't done anything for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to pay money for the first time ever. Think yeah, I think money. we're going to owe a little money, too. So, you know. So. Biden, where's that check? Where's you that owe, check? You yeah. owe me money. Uh, what's barley water? I don't someone know. offers someone barley. barley water. Is it a slang term for beer? I'll look it up. Oh, that would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. But, okay. is it bar- Here's the thing. Before I look at it, we're talking about the UK here. British people. Is it if it anywhere else I'd be like, it's slang for beer. Yeah. 
Do they have a drink that is barley water? You know, based on my understanding of British cuisine, it sounds like a refreshing beverage for like a, a rainy Ipswich summer, you know? Barley water is a traditional drink consumed in various parts of the world. Everywhere British people have been, probably. It is made by boiling barley grains in water, then straining to remove the grains and possibly adding other ingredients. So it's like a terrible version of coffee. Exactly. Really crappy, dirt-flavored coffee. It's like beer without liquor, right? (sighs) Isn't that just what that would be? Yeah, maybe. It's beer without the alcohol content. Sure. Which is not good. Not a lot of people drink beer when it's not alcoholic. I have some in-laws that do. Yeah. But they also used to drink, so I think it's just they're like, oh, I like the taste of beer. Yeah, which like a really nice beer with like a steak can be good, but there's other drinks that are better. I would say so. This movie did a lot of blurry lenses, a lot of blurry shots, you know, where things are just a little out of focus or the focus things just kind of and everything else around just kind of blurry. It's, it threw me a little bit. I didn't know yeah. how I felt about it. I felt great about it. I also didn't notice it. <laughs> There's so much blurriness. Also, before we get too far away from it, Dis to Sutton Who, which is the where that that's the name of the mounds there. Yeah. Is 31 miles. Also, I see nowhere in between these two locations at all where you would have to get on a ferry. Now, if you were going south of Ipswich, maybe, but it was Dis, right? That's where he was. It was Dis. He was at Dis... What was it? Dis, Dis Post Office. Post Office. I'm so sorry. that little boy rode a bike 31 miles? Yeah. That's what you're saying? I don't know. I That's don't what know. I'm saying. How much is a stove? Or a store? What? I don't know. I wrote a note. How much is an S-T-O-R-E? How much is a store? Stone? A stone! Okay. Everybody is always saying, oh, I dropped three stone, or I put on a stone, or what? It's 20 pounds. 20 pounds? I think so. It might be six. So what did they say Lily James weighed? Six stone or something. It's Okay, oh. so that's oh, what it's so like. She would... It's 6.35029318 kilograms. This is how they measure <laughs> their weight, Cody. And Wait, they're like a stone is six kilograms? Six point three. Five, zero, so that's two. 15 pounds? Let me finish. Is that 15? How much is it? Because then they said like, oh, you can't weigh more than three. St-. They said something like four stones or nine stones. Cause 14 I, pounds, yeah. Because they said, maybe they said nine stone. Because I was like, isn't it 20? It's like, Lily James doesn't weigh 180 pounds. Like, I was, okay, so it's 15 pounds. Yeah, this one says 14 pounds. 14 pounds times nine, 90 plus 28, 118 pounds. She's very small. All right, that's fair. So, yeah. Bumber, what's his name? <laughs> Balin. Balin is in this movie. And here's his thing. There's a shot of him with his vest, and he's like, I weigh too much to be in the boat. I'll hang out up here and, uh, yeah, not listen to what you say. He's missing, like, his vest is unbuttoned in the middle button for literally two seconds. And the shot changes, and then his vest is all buttoned up. Did you notice that? I did not, but I feel that. Because I've done that, where you just get a little little button done. Oh, and they probably didn't redo it, and then someone's like, oh, you need to do that up. He was relaxing, and they caught him, all right? So, 
Lily James is married to a gay man. She lets him go. She hooks up with the guy who's going to join the Royal Air Force, which is RAF, which they never say, but they say RAF. They never say Royal Air Force. I feel very left out when they do things like that. They don't explain what the acronyms mean. I'm having a whole issue with that with school. I won't talk about it. You won't talk about I all think, the sexual oh, acronyms your professor uses? Yeah, no, I'm, let's not. Let's not get into it, but thank you for acknowledging me. I acknowledge. Do you feel acknowledged? Yeah. Okay. And I think the movie, the end of the movie, is a very strong emotional vibe. Like I said, a strong emotional climax. Lily James, I'm sad for her, but then she hooks up with the RAF guy, but he's going to war and... They've kind of finished the dig and found the stuff, and they don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't know. It, it was like a very nice, sweet ending, but it was also hard because, you know, all the mom is sick, and there's a lot going on. Yeah. I felt strong emotions, which in that way, it was a good, like, it communicated that, and that was strong. So so I applaud them for doing that. It was just a, it was slow and sad, and a lot of emotions came up. I felt a lot of injustice for Lily James, and uh, I don't know. Those are my thoughts on the movie. But Lily, Lily the mom miss pretty she had a fever when she was young that damaged her heart right that's right. what the doctor said so i have was this one i want to know with your trivia looking up skills and such yeah was she having heart attacks or was her heart just like given out you know what i mean like what was the because di- they keep saying she's having heartburn which cody i'm pretty sure i've said it before i've had a heart attack before and I got to the doc to the ER. Yeah. And then they were like, maybe it's just indigestion. And mm. I have never wanted to murder someone more in my entire life than looking at this doctor and be like, I am a fat man. <laughs> I know what heartburn feels like. Yeah. It feels like a burning in your heart region mm. or a pain in your chest, not like a crushing of your heart. Yeah. Like someone takes your heart and crushes it. It doesn't feel like that. So if that's ever happening, and shout out to anybody out there, if it ever feels like there's an elephant sat on your chest and you're thinking, oh, maybe it's heartburn, and a doctor looks at you and says, maybe it's heartburn, just kill that doctor. <laughs> because they shouldn't be a doctor. So that's my question. Was she having heart attacks and they're like, the heartburn is getting worse? No, I, I mean, I would assume she had some kind of like a heart condition, like her yeah. heart was weak or something, because it's not... I don't know. Because like also, heart murmurs or some sort of a... Also, heartburn isn't stomach acid getting into your heart. It's... it's. I don't know. It's, I don't know what she had going on with her, you know? Yeah. Heartburn doesn't have anything to do with your heart. Yeah. So, my diagnosis... She, um, maybe there's... She had a dumb heart. tone bells or some sort of... <laughs> She needed Some those healing sort of crystals. healing crystal remedy yeah. that she could partake in. That she was... could go to Crystal Havers. <laughs> oh, yeah. If only that website was still up. Oh, what a glorious. They're real. Crystals are real. <laughs> people fail to acknowledge. Yeah. So, I guess the other thing I'll applaud the movie for is period accurate teeth. You know, the... Ralph Fiennes had some dirty British dirt teeth, you know? <laughs> so, that's, yeah. a, that's a, you know, it's a bold move, it's an Oscar swing. When your teeth look bad, it's like, yeah, they did it. They're going yeah. for it. They're going to get the award for best costumes or something because it's yeah. like, just go buy old clothes. Really good teeth effects, I would say. They called Lily James Piglet several times. Yeah. I... After saying it's a good thing you're not a little piglet, they called her Piglet at least twice. Yeah, I don't know. Lily James. 
just, it was so random that she popped up in the you know just, at this point i don't know I, it felt like it was the strangest b plot to just like have start one hour into the movie you know yeah which i think it comes from trying to be true to the the order of events you know instead yeah. of just being like how can we give you the same facts but make it pace a little better yeah one of my favorite lines in the movie that was right after she puts her foot into like the burial chamber area that was one of the times that ball and called her piglet yeah she was so big and chubby i don't know he as a fat british man you know yeah he knows anyway the guy reaches in there and pulls out the dirt that was in there and they're like what do you see which i felt was very like so what is he? What are you asking Legolas here? What? Why is he the one in here? He's the guy that doesn't know what he's looking yeah. at. And he's like, it's just dirt. And they're like, use your words or something. Yeah, you, you remember your training. And then he's like, uh, oh, there's rem- remnants of... Well, no, he says amorphous brown mass or something. like. That. He just says dirt in yeah. fancier words. And I'm like, it's just dirt, dude. There's yeah. other stuff in the dirt. But what he's yeah. holding is dirt. I, I do like that they kind of highlight that. Where it's like, okay, Ralph Fiennes is an excavator, but he knows more, you know. He has a better sense for what's going on than the archaeologist who's like, just like, I've got the all, all the academic training. You're like, well, that's fine, but you can't even be in your own dig site, you know? Like, I don't know. It was, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, as soon as they... A, oh, sorry, go, 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 go. Do your I'm thing. saying, it's, you know, a lot about the movies are kind of about the injustice where it's like, they're all trying to take over the dig site from Ralph Fiennes and Miss Pretty is like, no, I think I want him to keep doing the work. And, you know, it's, it's, he's never going to get recognized because he's not an archaeologist, but he does his trade well and he wasn't recognized until much later. But today he's recognized as the person who excavated the site and like made the, just helped make the discovery. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. As soon as they got into like Ipswich versus the British Museum, British Museum yeah. versus him and all that, I was like, I don't think this movie's going to land with Cody and the rest of you guys. Because I was like, they're going to get into the politics of archaeology. And I was like, no one's going to be interested in this. See, everyone knows from Indiana Jones it belongs in a museum. But what happens when there's multiple museums? Who, Which one does it belong in? You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. But yeah, the British Museum, they, uh, they, if they show up, they, they, yeah. It's why, uh, people are like, why don't, you know, all those digs in South America or something. You just let, like, the rich American schools or something do it. And it's like, why? Well, because they're going to steal all the artifacts. Yeah. And, like, kill all the people that found it or something, like, weird and horrible. Oh, yeah. So, we also didn't talk. Ralph Fiennes' character's name is Basil Brown. Yeah. Fun fact. Basil is how you say basil in, uh, in British. Yeah. His name is based. That would be like if my name was Oregano. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oregano. That's what I was going to say. Pronounce it correctly. What is that about? His name is Basil? What is that? I've heard of other people being named Basil, but... Basil Brown. Yeah. It's quite a name. So, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the movie. It. I didn't... I wanted to really like it, and I was excited... When I got the recommendation, it was like, oh, I wouldn't have expected you to have seen the movie, but you did see it, and you did like it, and you said I should see it, and I saw it, and it just wasn't, it wasn't quite my vibe. I liked it a lot. I think if you like the historical stuff, you know, like if you're into historical movies that aren't necessarily have to be about Lily war. Lily James 
deserved to be treated better <laughs> than she did. And I just, I think Bailey and I both like dislike um, injustice movies. You know, when, when there's an injustice taking place and it's never really rectified or when like that's a big plot point of the movie. Because ever since little James shows up and it's like, oh, she's a woman on a dig site. She's married to a gay man. And nothing's going right for her, but she's she's a nice person. She's a good person, and it's just like this: the justice is not there. Basil Brown didn't get recognized for his. Th- you know, it's like no, I don't like being a part of. It. I don't. I'm gonna have to sit here for two hours and watch people get treated the wrong way. Yeah, you know, it just depends yeah. the way it's presented. But I just Lily James is too dear to my heart to watch her go through all that pain. Yeah, what else is she in? Baby Driver, Cinderella. That's yeah. Is that it? There's another She's movie. In a lot. Um, Tiffany found it weird that she had brown hair because she has blonde in all the other movies she's seen. Her yeah, in. yeah. They definitely tried it. to make her look more like a, like a, unseeming librarian. You know, or like, yeah. oh, she's just a nerdy academic like lady. She's sexy not really librarian. Jeans. And then they showed most of her naked body, which yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you're getting real. Like, they're like, but how much can we <laughs> I was show? a little surprised by that. I didn't think. It would. I didn't see it going that way. She's in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh yeah, as Elizabeth Bennett. She's in Mamma Mia. Here we go again. That's the one that as Tim young mentioned. Meryl Streep's character. Yeah. Uh, she's in Rebecca, which was uh, all right. She's in Yesterday, which I actually liked. Yeah. And um, oh, she's in Little Woods, which I never saw, but I wanted to. Oh. Oh, and she's in Sorry to Bother You. Oh. oh, and she's in Darkest Hour. She's uh, uh, Churchill's yeah. newest secretary person. Yeah. That's what I know her from. She did some other stuff. Oh, this one. Look- oh, she did a live version of Romeo and Juliet. It looks very uh, intense. Oh, she's in War and, uh, a War and Peace. With a- oh, yeah, she's in Downton Abbey. <gasps> Downton Abbey. So uh, that about covers it. That's about the resume. Wrath of the Titans. Yes. So, so good. So there you go. She's from Surrey. She is only four years older than the actress who plays the actress who plays uh, Pretty? Lady Pretty. But she's supposed <laughs> or, to sorry, be sorry, like four years younger. Four years younger than the actress who plays Lady Pretty. Who's supposed to be like thirty years older than her? Yeah. Right. I didn't realize Lily James is that old. How would that feel? She's like in her thirties now. Thirty two? Lily James is thirty two? That's crazy. I'm getting old. I know. <laughs> I'm starting to realize like, you know, your scales like shift. I'm realizing like, oh no. I'm getting old now. Yeah. I mean, you've reached the point where you graduated from high school, or you're about to be oh, more than 10 years ago, right? Just well, over. Yeah. It's been more than 10 Just years. Just over 10 years. Yeah. That when I, was, when I first was like, oh, yeah, in high school, that was like two, 10 years ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. It's happening. All the, all the people said it would happen. I said, no, shut up. You're old and stupid. Time doesn't work like that, you fool. <laughs> You old crone. <laughs> you don't know how the world works. Yeah. When you're staring at 30 thinking like, that's still young and cool. So, Tyler, what's your what's your take on this movie? What's your recommendation for this movie? What's your... How, how many stones would you give this movie? I give this movie 7.8739258 stones. Okay. That's pretty good, maybe. Might be good. Yeah. How many is the max stones? You'll never know. You'll never. How many know. pounds is a stone? Max stones. That's what his character should have been named. Max stone. Basil Brown. That name sucks. Okay. I know it's supposed to be historical, but let's be real. This movie's based on a novel, so let's not even go. 
when they were like, oh, it's based on history. Based on the novel, I'm like, what is it? <laughs> is it based on history or based on a novel? Anyway, well, Max Stones is the new excavator. Forget the Indiana Jones reboot. Ralph finds as Max Stones doing digging adventures. That's what I want. That's what I want it to be. Yeah. It's also it's in the Harry Potter universe. It's an alternate yeah. timeline. No, no, it's in the timeline. <laughs> it's, it's, it's canon. It is. We just need. We're just one J.K. Rowling tweet away from confirming that this that's, movie that's is part said. of the Potterverse. I said to Tiffany, I was like, I could tweet at J.K. Rowling right now, and she would probably say some other stuff along with this. But I bet you I could get her to confirm that this is in the universe. Oh yeah. Oh, and then yeah. she would probably say something else. She's like, insane. yeah, every Ralph Fiennes movie lands yeah. into... Because, let's face it, most of his movies take place between, like, 1930 and 1950, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Schindler's List and English Patient and this movie, they're all in that range. That all... Voldemort's out doing whatever, you know. It's the range. Yeah, and what you... It's in. And it's like, Grand Budapest, forgets. even, that's all the same range. <laughs> Voldemort was, like, 100 years old. Mm-hmm. He's an old man. Yeah. Cause he was gonna be like all the all the parents. He's gonna be their teacher. He was like fifty. Yep. Yep. Also, here's stuff that I thought we watched Harry Potter movies. Let me drop this bomb on you. Yeah. McGonagall was on the same Quidditch team as Harry's father. No, they're shut supposed to be up. similar ages. That's not right. Right. It is right though. No. But her and Dumbledore are supposed to be the same age in no. the Fantastic Beasts movies. But Dumbledore's 150. So how old is she supposed to be, Cody? I don't know. I, I thought like she all the Phoenix? age stuff in this movie is bending my brain, and now you've completely thrown my scale. Right. The fact that Ralph Fiennes in this movie is the same age as Voldemort, who was a student at Hogwarts, but then the time passes, and you're telling me McGonagall and Dumbledore are similar. But no, no. You're telling me is McGonagall and James Potter are the same age, and that is heresy because no because they can be at most seven lily years and apart. james potter were high school sweethearts exactly so you're telling me they waited what how old is is McGon- what 50 years to have harry potter come on this no i think None of this is making sense to... in my brain here's what i think mcgonagall's not supposed to be as old as maggie maggie what's her name maggie smith maggie smith right. is or is she like a phoenix type creature where she ages really fast but then becomes young again yeah Yes. I don't know. I don't know if I give this movie my recommendation. I don't really? know if I quite do. I, you know, just the Lily James thing was too hard to swallow. And there's a lot of dirt. But the <laughs> little, if there was a cut of this movie where it was just the little boy, he was, he was delightful. You were all about so, the little boy. I don't remember. I honestly. It's like, oh, Christopher Robin that likes like, digging. Whatever. You know? Yeah. He was precious. He was pure. Yeah. So, I, I think, don't know. Here's what I think. If you would like the idea of an Indiana Jones movie <laughs> no. without Nazis fighting, traps, anything that makes the movies like cool, or really any romance, yeah. Um, and Indiana <laughs> Jones is just like a 50-year-old British excavator, <laughs> then this is the movie for you. If you, if you were like a crotchety old person watching Indiana Jones, you're like, there's too much action. None of this is realistic, and that's not how any of this would have happened. Yeah. I just want to get to the archaeology. I just want to get to the digging and the politics of the museums and where it's going to be exhibited. Yeah. This is the movie for you. Yeah. 
Because it was one of the most significant historical finds of a long time. Yeah, no, it's a big deal. I mean, the Anglo-Saxon, Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You nailed it. I learned a lot. <laughs> you nailed it, Cody. Angela, Angelina Jolie's in the... Remember how bonkers that movie was? Yeah. The Beowulf movie? Was it all CG? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. in that period where they're like, you know what? Live action is stupid. We've been doing it for way too long. We're going to CG everything. Yeah. It's going to be a cartoon that's semi-realistic and will give you nightmares. I never saw it. I only saw the... Was it? She was naked in it, but they were like, it's a cartoon though. So it's PG-13. Yeah. I think she may have been covered in a light film of water or something where they're like, see, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's it's covered, uh, you know. It's like when someone's wearing something super sheer, like especially in older movies, you're like, or like, you know, we watch all the James and you're like, there's a nipple under, like, it's all completely the sheer, and you can see Ooh. nipples. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, there are clothes happening. You're like, all right, hey, if you, that's what you, whatever, whatever gets you to put the stamp of the rating on, then you're fine with it. Yeah. So anyway, don't watch this movie unless you're like Tyler. Yeah. And um, that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. We're on one platform and one platform only verbal verbal i am in talks all right yeah wheels are in motion for hashtag verbal the gerbil yes i there are negotiations happening i'm gonna have to learn design i've had an offer from a verbal (laughs) if i design a verbal the gerbil logo they will consider (laughs) which is bs a good verbal they will consider updating their podcast logo so we're getting exposure yeah to my two twitter fans who uh my two our two fans on twitter don't let up on this hashtag verbal let me get this guy's handle let me i think yeah. it's pa lemler is his, is his handle yeah he's a the like the partnership executive or something which you know here's the thing you know if he's listening to this podcast we'll sell out Oh, I am well, prepared. We'll go verbal exclusive. I'm prepared okay. to sell out so hard right now. We have a podcast. We have how many episodes at this point? Over 100. Oh, yeah. Well over. If you're looking to boost those numbers up of the amount of episodes of podcasts you have, we're your guys. His name is Paul Lemley at P-A-L-E-M-L-E-Y. Yeah. So. Tweet at him. He's. Yeah. Hashtag verbal the gerbil. Hashtag verbal the gerbil. Uh, please share us or don't. You can engage with us on the Twitter or the Facebook at Opinion Havers. Yeah. You could share your design ideas for Verbal the Gerbil. If you are at all interested in designing a logo, he's got to be cute. I imagine he's wearing headphones for the audio and uh, maybe a V on his chest or back or bomber jacket or cape or whatever. I like the bomber jacket myself. I like the, the bomber cape. jacket personally. I was going to go cape, and then you brought bomber jacket. We ta- yeah, I like the bomber jacket. So if you haven't, you know, hit me up at it, Opinion Havers, and, uh, you know, we'll harass, continue to harass Paul <laughs> Thanks for yeah. listening, and until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. You know who would have treated Lily James right? Who? Verbal the gerbil. Ah, uh, Verbal, he's true, he's kind, he's gentle, and uh, he just wants to eat. Um, mouse mice right <laughs> what mice the flesh of mice do they eat mice? yeah probably
Can't you train a gerbil to be cannibalistic? Or is it hamsters? They're the same, right? No, if you feed a hamster meat, it'll turn into a carnivore. Did you know that? That's what I've heard. I, I've heard that about bunnies. Bunnies? Is it any rodent? Hold on. Maybe. It shouldn't be Planet of the Apes. I'm waiting for, like, the rodents to rise up. Cannibalistic or, like, carnivorous rodents. Yeah. I think that's the next thing. Yeah. And then Verbal could save the world. Verbal could have little vampire fangs. 